You are listening to the You and I podcast, a lifestyle podcast aiming to create a passionate and thriving community who aspire and inspire in all aspects of life. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the You and I podcast. Yeah, hey guys, welcome back. We're excited that you decided to tune in. To yes, um, this is another solo episode, and we're gonna be unpacking the death of George Floyd. So today, um, or actually not today, rather on Monday, um, in the evening in Minnesota, a sixty forty-six-year-old black man, George Floyd, was murdered. When led away with handcuff, um, when led away with handcuffs on, and for seven minutes, police officers had his knee on Floyd's neck, and then he went limp and conscious, and I believe he was declared dead on the way to the hospital, and then or on at the hospital. Um, I'm not sure, um, but this was also coupled with what happened also in. Um, the cent- um, in New York, in Central Park with Amy Cooper, where there was a video of a black man recording her as she... I don't even know how to, like... I think it was... Okay, he was a bird watcher. And he yes. is genuinely concerned about the birds in the area. And at that location in Central Park, it's required for dogs to wear leashes to be on their leash for their owners so that it can protect the birds in that area Mm -hmm. initially what had happened was that he was asking for her to leash her dog and then she started going crazy he began to record i don't even know how to i don't even know how to like describe what she did because i don't that was like apparently acting. she apologized that was, like, that was like she was on broadway she needed <laughs> i it was i don't know man an oscar goes to amy cooper no really she even got like an egot she got an emmy golden globes oscar because that was ridiculous how she goes it was crazy and then after all of that she had the audacity to say I apologize. I'm not a racist. Your actions begged to. And she was like, she feared for her life. You know, when you're alone by yourself in Central Park. She said, I f- "I'm afraid for my life." As she walks closer to the thing she's afraid of, what type of scary movie? I don't understand. And it's crazy because, like, if he wasn't recording, and like the police officers came in, they would literally have gone with her because. The way she was doing all that, like, it was crazy. It was really crazy. It was just, I, I don't even know, because, like, Will Smith said that, you know, it, racism, I don't remember the exact quote, but he was talking about how racism didn't just begin now. It's because social media and because we have cameras now, that's why, you know, it's here. So we're able to see things, you know, not even just black people, but people in general are able to unmask what us black people are going through in the United States, but not even in the United States, all over. Because I remember even on Twitter, there's a conversation where like, oh, people in England are having it so much better or people in Canada, but that's not true. There's racism everywhere. You know, we have to, we have to remember that. Yeah. And um, for what you were saying, I think the exact quote was, 
racism is not getting worse it's being filmed yeah that's exactly it and it's not even i feel like it's been simmering i feel like this was the spark people like brianna taylor who was you know in her home when police barged in you know killed her Ahmaud Arbery, who was literally running and was, you know, modern day lynched, who was murdered, gunned down as he was, as he was running in Georgia. You know, there's just so many, so many examples that, you know, we've been peacefully protesting. We've been, you know, doing Black Lives Matter protests, walking on the street. And, you know, this is the first time, at least in my lifetime, where, where it's gotten like really it's there, you know, with all the riots in Minnesota, the looting, Target being burnt down, the precinct being burnt down. Yeah, it's just, it's getting crazy out there. It's a lot of events that are happening all at the same time. Do you remember the guy who moved to, he moved to a new apartment in a new city? He just got a job as some sort of computer. Oh, the engineer job. The computer engineer job, yes. And he filed a restraining order against his white neighbor and he was denied the restraining order and then he ended up being killed by him. It's honestly... It's a lot of stuff. And even the CNN group, uh, the CNN news reporters. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I feel as if if he was not black, they would have not been arrested. No, because there was a white reporter also in the area, and they literally just let him go, who was also a CNN reporter. They just walked by him. He was going there to get their side of the story, to report what was happening in the area. There was a law and order policy passed for the protests, for the riots. So he was there to, him and his team were there to report that's what reporters do they were doing their jobs and for them to be arrested i didn't understand they he properly identified himself he gave them his yeah he did actual badge he was very respectful he said where would you like me to go if this is not the spot initially they moved them to that spot that was the spot they were allowed to be in and then they came Mm -hmm. back again and they said you're under arrest it was so weird. They didn't even let them know like what they were being arrested for. Until after the fact, they came back and said, oh, they were arrested because they did not move when they told them to move. There's a lot that's happened it's, this week. Yeah. It's really, personally, it's really hard for me to talk about racial injustices. And I'm getting to the point where I know that if it's a hard conversation to have, maybe it's a conversation that's worth having. Initially for me, when this all started happening, there were a lot of events that were happening amidst the quarantine stay-at-home orders when police were brutally attacking um, people of color for being outside or just going for a walk in their neighborhood, especially in New York. It's just, Mm -hmm. it was very wild, very violent, very gruesome. But she went like in another area where it's like majority white people. They were they were just chilling out there. They were allowed to oh, like, no, no, do no. all that kind of White stuff. White people running around with guns, yeah, hitting police officers, and they did nothing. They called them oh, President Trump, and I quote, "very good people." But now, oh, that was yeah, that was for like the protest for why, like yeah. we need to like open up the country. I just I'm just tired. I. 
I'm tired. Aren't we all? Honestly, the thing about that as well is that I'm, I usually don't talk about these issues because one, I'm, I'm not American. I just spend a lot of time in America receiving my degrees and educational certifications. But when I'm there, a lot of the stereotypes still apply to me. And a lot of the, a lot of the things I see, I know they could be easily targeted at me. In a way, I still feel as if I should be talking about it. I should be up to date on what's going on and have an awareness of the, the area and the country that I'm going into. And I should still be allowed to have an opinion on it because it's just, honestly, I find it disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. It's disheartening to the point where I, I don't like talking about it because at times I don't feel as if I don't have anything to say about it because I've seen it play out multi, like over and over again and nothing's been happening. So I honestly understand the rioters that are going on right now and everything that's happening because they're tired, they're angry, and they're honestly fed up with a government and a system yeah. that does not value them in any way, shape, or form. It wasn't even created for us. We were excluded when it was being done. We were People were slaves during those times. The fact, exactly. Even, like, I agree with you because us being from Africa and our being Caribbean, we even, we still, we even have privilege as we are, even still being black because we have the, we have another home, you know, we have a home that we can run to if things get worse, especially for those who are, you know, living, studying in, you know, America, England, Canada, you know, we can, we can go home if things get tough, but African Americans, this is their home. They can't do anything but stay here and fight for, you know, their life, for their livelihood, for their children, for their children's children. In the beginning, I would always distance myself from this because, you know, I didn't really want to talk about it. I didn't feel like I had to, but, you know, we have to do it for them, you know, for people who this is their home, this is this is all they've known. So I understand why people are getting angry because peaceful protests never worked. It would be for a week, it would be for two weeks, and then we would continue on. Another person would be gunned down. So the riots, like, I understand that because when people have been killing us, people have been using violence on us, we can all, all the only thing we can do is use violence back, like, because that's all they will hear. That's their language. I actually like how you said that at the end there. They've always used violence against us or against African Americans or in general minorities in America. In a way, the only language they know how to interact with us is through violence. So in some way, shape or form the anger that is coming out through the rioting, through mm. the target situation, through everything that's going down in Minneapolis. They're only reacting now because this is the language that they understand because it's the language that, that they, they That they to. pressured on us, like that they, that they literally enslaved us with. The looting thing, oh my gosh, on Twitter and even like Instagram where I hear, why are they looting their own community? They're criminals, like, even um, Trump tweeted telling us that we're thugs. Well, not we, but people who are, you know, in the riots that they're thugs. Are you serious? My good friend was talking about how, you know, during the Boston Tea Party, people were angry at them, too. They were literally 
throwing away things at the of the economy. Um, but look at where we are now. That's how the country was built. That's how the country was founded, because people ignored. Well, not even ignored, because people were so angry at them. But they didn't care. They knew that you know we, this needed to be done in order to get change. And like now we have a whole party named after the Boston Tea Party. Oh, I also liked the point where you said that the laws that were passed are not initially made for African Americans. This is something that. I unpacked in my Theology of the Oppressed class senior year. I actually really liked that class. Initially, I was just talking about how when you said that a freedom of speech, who has the freedom to speech, who has the freedom to like bear arms, who has all mm -hmm. of this. And when he talks about men or men or Americans, he was not referring to what we now consider to be American people. He's mm. not they were not considering women at that point in time. They were not even considering black people at that point in time because you were not seen as equal to the men that were in power, to the men that were creating those laws, who were making those regulations. So in some way, shape or form, all of the laws that they teach us, well, that they teach you guys that to be the laws and rights that you have were not laws and rights that were made for you. That brings up a whole different conversation on structural inequality and structural racism, which is, you know, basically what you're saying about how these thoughts, these actions are embedded into the society we live in, into the institutions. We look at, you know, the criminalization of marijuana compared to, you know, versus black and then versus, you know, white people. We look at the education system. Oh my gosh, my dad told me today I feel like that's why I've been so down today. Like I just, I've been thinking about life. So when I was, before I went to Nigeria, um, you know, when I was, I think after second grade, um, I went to the school called McFadden School of Excellence. Um, it was basically a public school, but you had to take a test to get in. And my dad told me that I went for a field trip and I came back and I was literally saying how I wanted to be a maid and how, you know, I was talking about my hair and how like I was asking like, why do I have this kind of hair? And now that I am who I am, I, I don't even believe that I could ever say that because I love myself, I love my hair. I do not want to be a maid. I'm not coming after maids. It's just that I don't even know how that happened, how I was able to, I felt that mentality was put on me. That can be said for a lot of black communities where black communities are not encouraged to do more structurally, like even like in, within the education system. African-Americans are devalued in this system, in this country. Even with, you know, the, the loss of George Floyd, black lives are devalued. We're not seen, we're literally slaves. We were not seen as people. That just goes to show, when we talk about prisons and how the justice system and the prison system are inherently creating a space for black people are basically siphoned into the prison system. And it's just, it's just sad that, you know, we were never... This community, this structure system was never there to help support us, never there to help us, to make sure that we're doing good. So how can we, why would we mourn our property? Why would we mourn the burning of our community when it was never our community in the first place? To those people who are talking about like the looting, and you know, even Trump was talking about this, how it's criminal to be looting, you know, looting, looting things like that. Let's talk about how all of these museums looted 
Caribbean, Asian, African communities, okay? You guys don't talk about that. That's why whenever I go to a museum and I see the African section, I'm always so angry because you guys stole that from us. It was never yours. You looted that from them. So why should we be crying about, you know, looting? And it wasn't only just black people, okay? Don't even, don't get that, don't get that twisted, you know? There were all types of people that were looting. They looted from Native Americans. They looted a whole yeah. country from Native Americans. Yeah, like, come on. People are just like hypocrites. You don't keep the same energy when it happens to you, but you're okay because you do it. No, I feel like this is a whole topic of this conversation, like keeping the same energy. Learn some history. Slavery was not too long ago. It's honestly heartbreaking to see that America, they try to say, oh, slavery, that was such a long time ago. It was not. The system that you initially created from slavery has like trickled down into society today where you, at the time, you're basically enslaving African Americans and the many of the major, um, minority men that you're placing into the criminal system, you make it really impossible for them to come out of it, to, and you just to come use out their to succeed. Body. Yes, and you use their body. Did you see the Did you see the image labor. of like the slave police versus how the police badges look now with the no. star? Oh my no. gosh! If you guys have seen it. That's literally an illustration as to how the slavery system back then is just a trickle down. It's, it never left. It's still here. Like the badge is literally the same as like the police badge. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's honestly, it's it just always falls back to the falls back to the fact that. A point that I learned in my theology, the press class that I'm honestly mm -hmm. going to keep coming back to is that the country is not made for equal rights of everyone. It was not. It really that wasn't. That country I was made that. for the white men. And it's a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow, honestly, when you're, when you're the person that identifies in the class of privilege but you recognizing your privilege and you being honest with yourself about your privilege and trying to find ways how you can use your privilege to help people who are oppressed in those areas I in my opinion that is the best way for you to be using your privilege rather than just saying I don't know what you want me to do how about you figure yeah. out a way to help people who don't fall in the same brackets of your privilege and try to bring them up with you? Try to help them. Try to better the situation. Honestly, someone that's just sitting around and not doing anything, you're just as bad as the as mm -hmm. the police officer who had his knee on George Floyd's neck. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I feel like we've been, not that we've been complaining, but we've been, you know, <laughs> it's been so negative. <laughs> um, so I feel like this is a good point to kind of like. I mean, it's not really like where we. It's, it's not, not negative. Really negative, but it's, life, it's just you know? calling them out. It's not negative. You're yeah, just calling true. them out for things true. that they 
choose to ignore. You can't ignore someone's life. Like, you can't ignore someone's desire to just live. What happened with George Floyd is clearly showing that even our will, our our right to breathe is not, it's not really a right, I guess. We don't have that right. Like, it's crazy that you couldn't even, it's so funny because the Minnesota's police, like their mission is to protect people with compassion. That police oh, officer literally couldn't have the compassion. You couldn't, like, even if he is to be arrested, even if he. Oh, he was arrested. You know, he the, yeah, yeah. He was even arrested, he, like, but I doubt that they're going to gonna actually charge him for a murder because yeah. that's exactly what he did. Even if you couldn't, like, even if he was arrested, even if he did something bad, you couldn't even allow compassion to remove your knee from his neck and let him breathe you couldn't even do that he was literally on this man's neck for seven minutes calling out his mom he was begging you to release like he couldn't breathe and you couldn't even just think oh let me actually move my knee from his neck you know the police officers who were around him couldn't even stop him and that brings up another point like when do we have the opportunity to look at, see what a police officer is doing and tell them to stop. You know, your mission is to protect and serve, but you're not really protecting anybody if you're going out killing people. Like, when do we have the right? When can we step in without having been shot at? You know? Yeah, they honestly, I honestly feel as if the protect and serve only applies to certain classes of privileges of course i will never forget when i was watching dead to me (laughs) no it wasn't dead to me it was little fires everywhere on hulu with reese witherspoon and how um she was in her car in like this predominantly black community and she was sleeping in her car and a police officer knocked on her door and was like oh are you okay like this is a this is really a good neighborhood are you are you doing all right like and I feel like that's just, oh, like, white privilege because we, as black people, can never, it could never happen to us where, like, a police officer will ask us if we're okay. Even, like, there are situations where a black person is in trouble and they call them and they would think that they're the one that perpetrating the act. Why would I call a police officer when there's a chance that I can literally be shot at? And I'm Honestly, so grateful we that we're in this to... day and age where there's social media, where, there, where there's like, and we can record things because things are coming to light. And I'm so, I feel like this could really be it. Is it bad to have hope? <laughs> be it to what? Honestly, it's not bad to have hope, but I don't know. We need, I don't know. We need something else or something more to actually happen and to actually better the situation because as of now even your president doesn't even care about the situation oh your president doesn't even care about let's 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 actually talk about that let me let's talk about it because he i'm so sorry because he honestly he says that oh i'm sorry for the loss of his life okay actually let me talk about this last night and for guys people who we're recording this on friday 29th and it's going out on Monday. So he really said, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis, 
a total lack of leadership. Either the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Frey, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done. These thugs, and he said that in capital letters, are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. I won't let that happen. Just spoke to George, um, just, took, just spoke to Governor Tim Walls and told him that the military is with him and this is where it gets it gets it gets good. Any difficulty and we'll assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. And that's our president, guys. That is our president. Like I feel like you couldn't have worded it better, spoke better, acknowledged George Floyd, acknowledged that, you know, people are angry, acknowledged why people are angry. Um, rather like, I just have to sit and think about it. Like, I was really laughing this morning when I saw it because I was like, this is, like, the best you could come up with. And I feel like in this is three and a half years, all he's done is divide people. Just constantly dividing people. Whether it came with, like, the wall where he was literally dividing people or where he, you know, or when it came to... It's like this, or when he talked about, I'll never forget when he talked about how, like, Nigerians, we live in huts. <laughs> oh. oh! I will never forget that. I will never, never forget that. He's, all he does is divide people. I really don't understand how He's he can so poor. How can he have so much money but be so poorly educated? I don't understand. I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's just, I don't feel, okay, honestly, it's not, I don't even think, I don't even want to say that he's poorly educated, but at the same time that he decides to ignore actual fact. He just, he has so many resources at the tip of his hands, but he chooses to be ignorant towards what's actually happening. He just chooses to be ignorant as to what's actually happening. A lot of people continuously say that, oh, what he's doing is so great. He's helping he's helping the economy. He's doing this for the economy. But honestly, in my opinion, if you, a leader is not just supposed to care about the economy. A leader is actually mm. supposed to care about his citizens and care about the people of All his of his country. citizens, like all of them not just a particular not group. just certain exactly and, and even like when during we talk, this even when we time talk about like covid yes tell he told people to drink lysol and people proceeded to do so i don't understand i'm not even like he doesn't understand it's crazy that because yeah his continue. tongue is powerful like he's the leader of a country people was going to listen to him regardless if, if he thinks he's making a joke or not at some point, you need to take responsibility for your presence in the media. It's not just you saying, oh, because Twitter flagged my tweet as check the facts. Honestly, Twitter's been so doing funny. that. Twitter that has been doing so that funny. for so long. Twitter has been doing this for at least a couple of months. And you know, now. he signed an executive because order to it. like yes. stop them, like for them to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of you, like, is that what you're really thinking is important right now? Like, Yes. Like them censoring your tweet. Them oh, saying him, he's like, oh, it's a freedom of speech issue. 
It's not a speech freedom of speech issue. They're honestly just telling people to be more yeah. educated about the things they that literally, are occurring like, around them. Like, your tweet them. is still there. They just put a link under it for us to exactly. even do further education. Like, is don't you want us to do that? He doesn't want his nation to be aware of the facts. He doesn't want his country to honestly have an be able to formulate a opinion, uh, an opinion for themselves. If the opinion does not run or run no. congruent, I have a his. question for you. Wait, do you think where we are now? Like where? <laughs> it's just we're just <laughs> where we are now as like the United States. Do you think he'll be reelected? I want to get your take. I want to. I, I want to get know. your opinion. I honestly do don't know. I I honestly do not know because what I was initially thinking in the beginning is that there's no way in hell, there's no way in all of heaven, hell, earth, Mars, the universe, freaking anywhere he was initially going to be elected. But what had happened was, is that no, honestly, wasn't it the fact that. Didn't he, didn't Hillary Clinton win the popular vote, but... Yeah, it was Electoral College. Yeah, the Electoral College is the one that voted for him. Mm-hmm, yes. So, in my opinion, anything can happen. I don't know. Yeah, let me, let me tell you my thoughts. My thoughts were... Like, I thought maybe, like, last year that he could actually, like, win again. But I don't know. Things are... I think things are looking up. Especially because he was banking... He was banking on, like, black people. He did a whole, like, campaign to, like, further his black voting, um, like, this year. But with this whole, like, Minneapolis thing, Minnesota thing, George Floyd... I don't know. And like COVID with like the 100k deaths, like I don't I I don't I don't know. Like things might be looking up. Things might but I don't think he will ever go down with a fight without a fight. Can you imagine Donald Trump quietly leaving the White House? It's not even possible. I was trying to find the quote, but I just found a funny quote. I guess it was a quote from Target and it said roses are red violets are blue hope you have a good day we miss you too and then someone replied on Twitter said roses are red violets are blue you just got robbed what you gonna do (laughs) no they really they really looted that place (laughs) the thing about it is that they're blaming entirely placing the blame on black people for looting target for burning down those areas but in the videos i saw some white people running around with some things i saw a white woman running out with her lamp she held on to that lamp and she ran for her life she really did i saw today there was some white people that were grabbing things from the vending i don't know if that was a vending machine or something that was out front but it was just it was a lot that was going on and it looks like a war zone down there like it really does it's honestly it's very scary but i understand why they're doing what they're doing but 
I don't know if I personally would have done it myself. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. I wouldn't have done it either. I don't know. What would you guys think? I think I would go for the protests, but I don't think I would riot. Just because it's dangerous. Like, I love my life. I'm pretty sure the people that are rioting love their life, too. Yeah, true. But at the point... And I'm not saying they don't love their life. At the same time... I just wouldn't do it. Okay. I get that. But honestly, if anyone else was going to, like, say that, it'd kind of be around the lines that, yeah, you love your life, but what is your life if you can't breathe? Yeah, true. Honestly, let me rephrase that. Not that I love my life. I just... Honestly, maybe I would riot, actually. Ozioma, the rioter! No, because I'm thinking about why I wouldn't. I'm thinking about why I wouldn't, and I'm not coming up with anything. Like, the reasons are not good enough. I wouldn't loot, but I would riot. But honestly, who who knows? Who knows? If I would see... That's the thing. Like, I am sitting in my home. I'm sitting in my home, comfortable... But if I was there, you never know, like, especially when it's in your community, you honestly never know. Emotions can really just do something to you. So I honestly don't know. I would like to think that I would, but I I honestly don't know. It's all about perspective. It's all about if you're there or not. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I want to turn this conversation a little bit to social media, like brands. I don't know if you saw Jackie Aina and how she came. She came. She was name dropping. She name dropped Fashion Nova, Pretty Little Thing, Revolve, telling them that, you know, they love black culture. They're quick. They're quick to, you know, take black culture. But when it comes to things like this, they're they're silent. They're quiet. Um, And then I also I was talking about this on my Instagram about how there's this particular, oh my gosh, am I really going to out someone right now? There's this particular um, blogger that I follow. As you proceed to out them. I will. <laughs> Who cares? But her name is Julia Havens. There have been two instances, okay? There have been two instances. The first one was on her YouTube, and she was answering this question about why she is, like, if they voted or something like that, or if they're politically, like, active. And this woman and her husband had the nerve to say how, like, politics doesn't really affect them. They've never really been one for politics. They really don't vote. That it doesn't affect them. That they don't vote. Who, like, if that's not white privilege in a nutshell, I don't know what is. So you're telling me that you don't have a single person around you who is affected by politics that you can't, you can't build up the decency the courage the need the necessity to vote to do education and see what you believe in and vote they really said they don't vote Kearney that they don't that it doesn't affect them so they don't vote so my question is why do you follow her? I followed her before that happened like I love her Instagram I love her fashion yeah I love her Instagram I love her fashion People, you know, people talked about it, which I'm happy for, on her comments as to why she should vote and why she should need to have a political view. But she really said that she really didn't. And then with all this happening, I was specifically looking at her Instagram. I don't know how this happened, but I was always looking at her Instagram to see if she would post anything, if she would repost anything, put up a link, 
and she really didn't. She kept on posting her outfit videos, her outfit pictures, what she eats in a day, why she likes to work out, her furniture, but not a single thing about, you know, what's happening in Minneapolis, what's happening with black people all over America. So I was just, I was in shock. It's honestly to the point where if someone does not have the enough respect for me or enough respect for my culture to take in consideration to what is going on around the world or what's going on around us, if you don't have enough respect to at least take a stance, even if your stance is on the opposite side, as long as you have some way, shape, or form to back yourself up. Yeah, like I'm coming from people who are silent right now, people who say they don't have a view, like you need, we don't have time for that anymore, we're not in a place where you can just be doing that no more. And even speaking to the point, yeah, I get that, and even like speaking to that point, it's really weird to watch people support other industries, other people, if they don't have respect for you personally, why? Like, why do you keep feeding them? Why do you keep giving them your money? Why do you keep going back to them? Because, oh, so did you not see, apparently for a period of time, um, TikTok blocked the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, hashtag hashtag Black Lives Matter. It blocked (laughs) the George Floyd hashtag. It's just, it's just a lot of things that are going on here today, trying in way, shape, in many ways, shape or form, they're trying to silence us. Well, silence, silence minorities in your country right now. But the thing about it is that TikTok is, cre- isn't it a Chinese company? I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you. So we had a conversation with Nicole and Nicole said that oh wow so you're gonna get a flash into one of our episodes for next month but nicole spoke about how tiktok is basically stealing a lot of people's information and they're using i don't know for somehow some way they're gaining profit off of that information so it's kind of very scary but you guys continue to feed into tiktok even though it's honestly stealing from you. It's not just stealing your overall content, like your overall like personal data. It's from them blocking the hashtags, from them, they're, they don't respect our culture. They don't respect black culture, but black culture is the majority of what TikTok's in the content yeah, TikTok. Is, people who usually start huge things are like black people, and then like white people do it, and then they they push the white people's content and like not the black people's. Like, there's a whole thing about that. What's your thought on like, all lives matter? All lives matter is s- stupid. I mean, it's pretty obvious that all lives matter, but for some <laughs> reason to American, uh, for some reason, not even just to Americans, but it's kind of like a world thing. They don't respect black lives. They absolutely don't. If you can see what they were doing to black people in China at the beginning of when my country went to, at the beginning of when my country went into quarantine, 
I was inside, I was seeing how they were kicking black people out of their houses and they were denying them access to restaurants, denying them access to basic food markets for them to be able to eat, for them to be able to sleep. It was just very disheartening. So it's not just an American thing. You can see that there are many countries around the world that don't particularly value black lives. There's a lot of things that honestly go by right underneath our noses and we rarely speak up about it. We rarely even acknowledge what's going on. For me, I think that honestly, all lives matter and black lives matter are the same thing. I feel like it's equal. I feel like it's the same thing because what we're saying when we talk about black lives matter is that not that black lives matter only, it's that black lives matter too. At this point, let's not lie, in fact, not even at this point, for, for years, since the beginning of the creation of America, black lives do not matter. So we're just emphasizing that they, in this year, all lives matter. Make sure that you, you are true to the point that black lives matter as well. Okay, so when you say they are the same, are you trying to say that somebody can use hashtag all lives matter and it's the equivalent of saying hashtag black lives matter? No, what I'm saying is that when we talk about the, not that, I'm talking about like when people argue that black lives don't matter. In fact, it's all lives matter. All lives matter. You know, everybody matters. Why are we focusing on black people? That's, that's what I'm saying. So no, keep using black lives matter because, because we do. And that's the whole point. I'm just saying to people who, you know, who are pushing all lives matter. I knew what you were saying. I just wanted you to clarify that. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've talked about a lot, but I wanted to kind of switch into People had questions. Someone asked, how can white individuals best support their black friends during these times? Similar to that, someone also was talking about how, you know, I'm slowly learning to speak up. It's hard to do it when you feel unfit to speak on a topic you can't begin to fathom. The second point you said? She said, um, okay, so first of all, they said, can't wait to tune into this episode. I stand with you. I'm slowly learning how to speak up. It's hard to do when you feel unfit to speak on a topic you can't begin to fathom. It's beyond my comprehension how people can be evil. You know, I'll never understand what the other side of the coin is. Um, and that in itself is in privilege, and I never want to speak from a place of privilege or ignorance. So she wants to know how, you know, how she can follow black people's lead, people of color's lead, um, and how to, you know, how to make change. So initially, honestly, it's hard for me too. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, because even though I am black, yes, at the same time, I'm not African American, but at times I am black in America. Mm -hmm. So even though I don't fully identify with the culture, at times that culture still applies to me. But I feel as if Rihanna said it very elegantly when she asked everyone who here has friends of different ethnicities, different religions, Mm -hmm. different, um, different genders, different like sexualities. And a lot of people raised their hands. So at that point, even though it's hard for you to do so as long as you're trying your best to support the people around you who are affected by those situations 
and it could be as simple as reposting bringing awareness to the injustices that are going around oh those are just those injustices that apply to your friends apply to their lives those are those are the things that matter in my opinion rather than you just saying I don't know what to say so I'm not gonna say anything at all I understand that it's really hard to when it's coming where you feel as if it's coming from a place of privilege but there are so many like you can use your privilege you can use your privilege to protect to help and to advance those who don't have that privilege you know exactly um i even want to go a step further not just like reposting and um, doing things like that but you know voting and like you know voting not just for your president but you know your mayor your governor people who you know are elected officials and voting for people who support minority communities also speaking up when you see something is wrong in real life and on social media um you know constantly supporting your friends being okay um that you may not know everything being okay that it's not your time to lead um and following along i love how she talked about how can i follow i think that's exactly it i think that you know especially for white people you guys are so you guys are you know the dominant in this in this society we live in so being okay to you know taking that step back understanding that right now you know there's a pump there's somebody people in this community who are not seen as equal people who are not valued and you know figuring out what you can do to you know to help them also you know support black Lives matter movements support you know use your resources use your time resources you don't use money but like you know use what you have to help support do your research as well you know learn read books watch videos so that you're in the know learn about your history learn about america's history as to why you know black people are you know where we are right now and then to the first question i feel like that's where do we go from here do you have any thoughts yeah okay um so where do we go from here i think i thought this is a good point where we leverage this anger that we have we leverage this anger that we have into supporting um george floyd family and then the process of of you know the men who murdered him you know being arrested and actually seeing justice because you know there's very few times where we actually see justice most of these police officers are acquitted you know they're set free there's no charges so you know supporting seeing how we can best leverage this anger that we have as well and i think voting is also really important you know primaries are coming up you know we're we're looking to change our president soon so you know figuring out what we can do and then changing policies changing our culture how can we do that calling out people who aren't is very important we cannot allow people to just live their life you know happy live their life carefree when people are suffering um oh you said happy you can't allow them to be happy (laughs) yes what some people are not some people are dead right now people don't have their lives and you're out here happy enjoying yourself while people are suffering no we wouldn't i'm no I'm not for that anymore. Yeah, so where do we go from here? Um, you know, just making sure that we are all in this together. Everybody, people who are people of, people of color who are not black, you know, white people, just we need to come together and just, you know, just do this. Like, I feel like it's so easy, but we just make it so complicated. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's, that's all I have. <laughs>
the methods that you listed are good ways to go from here, good ways to progress from what has happened. But at the end of the day, it's going to be an ongoing process. Oh yeah, definitely. It's never really going to stop. So no. it's just going to be how do we keep progressing? How do we keep moving forward? How do we keep on making sure that this never happens again? Or how do we go forward making sure that a black man can walk outside and feel safe and not feel as if there's a target on his back just because of the color of his skin. But you guys, we hope you had an. We hope you loved this episode. Um, I don't want to do this again. We talked about a lot of things to talk about these issues in order for there. No, we'll bring is. light to these issues in order there for there to be progress. I will continue to bring up this conversation, but it doesn't mean I want to. So that's why I was saying that. I just hope that we don't have to do this again. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the UNI podcast. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Uh, take care of your black friends. Um, you know, support them, be there for them. Um, and we'll see you during next week's episode. It's going to be an interview. And also, guys, sign up for the newsletter. The first one is going out soon, but get very, very, very excited. Um, yeah, make sure you, it's gonna, the link is gonna be in our bio, in our website. You, you can go to the menu and you'll find newsletter. And all you have to do is just put in your name and your email and you're, you're subscribed. So get into that. We love you so much. Thank you for all the kind words. I've been hearing a lot how, how people have been listening to our podcast and loving it. So keep listening. We're so happy that you guys are enjoying it. If you have any feedback for us or anything that you want us to talk about, um, comments, concerns, let us know. Yeah, love you guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think? What was your favorite part of the episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the UNI podcast. We want to include you on this journey. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you during next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Bye.